It's M.E.D. Monday! Today, Jonathan Little's 5 Concepts for 2019. Everybody studies on Monday! So welcome to the 48th Minimum Effective Dose Monday episode. Today's article comes to us from Jonathan Little and dandbpoker.com. They publish Jonathan Little's books, and um, over there on um, uh, on that website, they have plenty of articles and stuff, and I've read a few other chasing draws and how to play draws articles from them, right? But this one, when it came across my feed, I thought this was a perfect one to read because we can all use a wake-up call like this article gives us. These five concepts are so simple, yet sometimes we forget the most basic yet profitable concepts to follow. Or maybe we let our emotions get in the way of making that obviously proper play. So I hope today's article, along with the MED action and the idea, help you out. So before the article, of course, because we're changing things up, 2019 is the year of action, I'm giving you the MED action first. Remember, this is the one thing that you must do this week to boost your poker skills. Here it is. In each of your next three study sessions, Filter in Poker Tracker 4 for five hands where you lost a pot with top pair. Review these hands to see on which street you could have realized you were beat and folded to save yourself chips. Count the number of big blinds you could have saved over these 15 hands total and let this amount spur you to make better decisions in the future. Record the mistakes you made as well. For example, didn't realize he's only raising two pair or greater, or maybe called a turn 3x check raise with top pair. Then take a look at this entire list of mistakes and declare your intentions to not repeat them again. You could say something like, Ah, declare to not call on the river when I know I'm beat. All right, so that was the MED action. Here is the MED idea. Now, actually, before I read it, um... Jonathan Little's article gives five concepts. The MED action and the MED idea are both taken from concept number four. That was the one that I felt is most applicable to my audience right now because a couple weeks ago when I asked for post-flop leaks, I got a lot of responses about not knowing what to do or not being able to exit a hand with top pair, not being able to fold when they have pocket aces on the jack-high flop, that kind of thing. Well, Uh, Concept number four hits that perfectly. So first was that MED action I just gave you. Next, MED idea. Here it is. Players lose too much money or tournament chips because they refuse to fold their top pair hand, even though massive amounts of chips are going into the pot. Great players can fold when they should because they don't let a, quote, strong, unquote, hand blind them to the situation. Bets and raises, especially post-flop, are good signs that top pair is toast. Alrighty, so if you wanted to stop the podcast right now, I totally understand. I gave you an important idea to take with you to your study sessions and to your games, and that MED action is something, if you do it over the next three days, hey, you've already started stunning with purpose for the next three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, taken care of, assuming you do the work, of course. But for those of you who want to hear the full article, here it is, some words of wisdom from Jonathan Little. Gambate. And if you feel like a fish, come on. Wow, come on. Woo.
Five Concepts to Keep in Mind in 2019, published on January 10th of this year. First, always ask yourself what hands are in my opponent's range, then figure out how you fare against that range. If you have a normally strong preflop hand, such as pocket nines or ace-queen, and you think your opponent should only have premium hands, you should get out of the way. Premium hands are hands like aces, kings, queens, and ace-king. But if you have an abnormally weak hand, such as king-high on the river, and you think your opponent's range is almost entirely bluffs that you beat, feel free to call. As long as you're actively thinking about ranges and figuring out what you can do to exploit them, your skills will progress. Second, analyze your opponent's tendencies and adjust to take advantage of them. Most of the time, before your opponents play a single pot, you should make some assumptions about how you think they will play. If you pay attention and figure out how a typical tight player appears, you will be able to pinpoint these players and stay out of their way. If you quickly and accurately assess that someone will be a maniac, you can make hero calls from the start of your session. Don't be afraid to get out of line in order to exploit your opposition. Third, in tournaments and in cash games when you are playing with a short bankroll, the chips you stand to lose are worth more than the chips you stand to gain, assuming you are a profitable poker player. This means that you should typically avoid any decision in a tournament that is roughly break-even. If you raise to two big blinds and someone goes all in for 15 big blinds, you need to win 40% of the time based on the pot odds. If you think your hand will win 42% of the time against your opponent's range, you should probably fold. If you think you will win 50% of the time, you should happily call. While conserving your stack is vitally important, it's also important that you don't let your opponents run you over. Fourth, don't overvalue top pair. Almost every single time I play in a deep stack tournament or cash game, I witness an amateur player obliterate a stack by making top pair and then refusing to fold, even when a huge amount of big blinds are at risk. With 150 big blind stacks or more, when someone raises and you re-raise with ace-queen, if the flop comes queen 10-6, if you bet and get raised, you must be aware that you could easily be crushed by pocket 10s, pocket 6s, or queen 10. If you think your opponent will only put a ton of chips in the pot with a premium hand, especially in a re-raised pot, you should strongly consider exploiting your opponent by folding. Finally, realize that when many players see the flop, someone is likely to make a strong hand. When you raise with ace-king and get 6 callers, if the flop doesn't improve you to at least top pair, you should almost always check fold. It is simply too likely that one of your opponents has a strong hand that will not fold to multiple streets of aggression. If you consistently make a continuation bet in spots like this, you are almost certainly spewing a lot of equity. I hope you use these five tips to improve your poker skills in 2019. Let me know how it goes on Twitter, at Jonathan Little. Thanks for reading, and good luck! Beautiful, right off the bat. He delivers on the goods. Look at him pump up this crowd. This man's going to win a lot of political offices when his career is over. A great role model for America's kids.
Well, thank you so much for listening today. And of course, a big thanks to D&B Poker, as well as Jonathan Little, for publishing that killer article. You can read this article and a whole lot more just by going to dandbpoker.com. And please, if you enjoyed this podcast, let Jonathan Little know. His Twitter, once again, is at Jonathan Little. You can listen to this and every other MED Monday episode by visiting smartpokerstudy.com slash MED Monday. Please support the show through patreon.com slash smartpokerstudy. And later this week, in episode 219, I'm going to hit you with some more action for 2019. Until next time, apply the MED idea to the rest of your game and practice the MED action over your next three study sessions. Thank you.